This Ace Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. We are pleased this week for our community spotlight to uh, have it shine on the Love Life Foundation, Donald E. Lacey Jr. Now listen to this resume. Writer, director, comedian, radio talk show host, but we're together today because maybe the most important part of that resume is activist. And uh, Donald E., that's something that I know is very important to you. It's the Love Life Foundation has been around for a quarter century. Can you just give us the genesis of how this all started and bring us up to speed as you continue to try to build that environment to support at-risk youth? Well, first of all, Vince, thank you for having me. as I was telling your producer, man, I've been an A's fan since I was a little kid. I saw my first game in 1968. Uh, not ashamed to say me and Dave Stewart has become a friend of mine, the great Dave Stewart. I actually uh, did jokes at his uh, retirement jersey uh, party last year. We used to talk about how we used to, when we didn't have money to sit in the bleachers, they had this little fence. And uh, we used to crawl through the little hole in the fence. and. Uh, so yeah, it's a, man, I, I've been the biggest A's fan supporter my whole life. Uh, so it's an honor for me to be here and thank you for having me. Um, you know, I'm from Oakland, raised in Oakland, grew up maybe 10 minutes from the Coliseum. Uh, 1981, January 21st, I, I had the great pleasure, pleasure to deliver my only daughter, Loise Lacey. I delivered her on the freeway while driving. I have one hand on the wheel and one hand between her mother's legs, pulling, pulling. And she jumped out on the floor of the car when she got up to her shoulders and made a splat. And her mom started panicking. The baby's on the floor. The baby's over. I said, well, honey, I'm still driving. Pick the baby up. She can't breathe face down in the carpet. And I swear to you, I knew that this child was destined for something great. At that moment, Isn't She Lovely came on the radio. So I gave her the name Loise, which means love life in English. And uh, there's a passage in the Bible, I believe, that says the name of a person or a thing describes the attributes of that person. And she was just full of love. She was well-loved. She was a conflict resolution mediator at McClyman's High School, successful one, I might add. And um, in the summer of 1997, a friend of hers in the neighborhood was murdered. And I was traveling back and forth um, you know, doing my career working on shows like hanging with Mr. Cooper and doing other things with Marcus King, who was managing Jamie Foxx at the time. And uh, I came back and, and she said, a friend of mine is murdered, was murdered and we w- I want to do something. And I said, well, what do you want to do? She said, well, I want you to help me write a play. I'm tired of seeing so many black kids dying in Oakland. So I was quite proud and unfortunately, uh, for a few months later, she was murdered and then convicted uh, to a shooting across the street from her high school. So quite naturally, um, I feel compelled to stop everything I was doing in entertainment and establish this legacy for her. And to God be the glory, here we are 26, going on 26 years later, uh, now Love Life, which is a best kept secret in Oakland, is the official motto of the city of Oakland. Every entering Oakland sign says love life on it to not just honor her, but anyone regardless of circumstance whose life was taken to violence. 
you, you put together, which was shown on CNN in May of 2019, the Redemption Project. Uh, there's an award that has your name attached to it, uh, the Donald E. Lacey Jr. Social Justice Award from the Studio City Film Festival. When you, you know, when it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing also to, to, to put the words down on a page and also to make it come to life. How powerful was that for you? And what do you say about the message that's come, that comes out of the Redemption Project? Well, thank you for that question. Uh, again, I can only give the creator, the higher power, all the credit because to show you the divine providence that's been in my life. The night she was killed, I was in LA at the improv, uh, about to enter the club and I got the page. And, you know, originally all I wanted was revenge and people were uh, blowing up my pager. They already knew who may have been involved. And I told everybody, don't do nothing um, till I get back tomorrow. And I was really, I mean, this is my first child. I mean, I loved her more than my life. And I remember, um, I was calling my dad and he was the strongest man ever and he was devastated and I just said I have to be strong but all I but the last person I talked to in the wee hours of October 21st morning of a sleepless night was my grandmother who lived to be almost 102 and she said what the devil meant for evil God was going to turn to good and right then I realized what my daughter had taught me that when her friend was killed she wanted to do something positive so I put the word out I don't want no uh, vengeance. I don't want anything. I want to establish this legacy. And a few, we were so uh, active in the community. We did a march with 2,000 people. And I didn't know until I did the Redemption Project with Van Jones that he was there that first march some 20-something years earlier. Um, and Barbara Lee was there. And all the city council, the mayor, Ellie Hugh Harris, was there. And we marched from the spot where she was blamed but we were on TV almost every week. And one of the assailants involved was arrested on another charge and he was seeing us so much and her picture and she's a beautiful young lady inside and out that he confessed a couple of days before Christmas, December 23rd, 1997, I got a call from one of the investigators at three in the morning. He said, Mr. Lacey, we have a confession. And then I found out that this young man knew her and he had felt guilty um, because they didn't know she was sitting in the back seat of the guy that they were so angry at and they fired off 30 rounds or whatever. So I thought at that moment, wow, at some point I wanna meet this young man because obviously he had a conscience and was worthy of redemption, if I can use that word. So I, I got involved in the restorative justice process. There was a lot of uh, false starts with the San Quentin uh, community-based organization. Different people were leaving, retiring, and then finally, uh, about 2012, 13, I got involved in it again. Never had spoken to this this one assailant who confessed, the only person convicted of her murder. I believe there were four assailants involved. But, um, and then Ed, Van Jones's people contacted me and told me about the, the show, The Redemption Project. And I said, you know, when I meet this young man for the first time, I do want cameras there because hopefully if I have the strength to say those magic three words, um, and then he wrote me this letter prior to the taping and he expressed his remorse and he said he, how much he loved my daughter and they didn't know she was in the van they shot up and he, he wished he could take it back. So 
you know, as fate would have it, uh, after several months of interviews uh, off camera on, on that day, I went to the prison with a dear friend of mine and uh, I sat and talked to this young man face to face for five hours or so with a couple of breaks. And then I was able to say those magic three words. And to be honest, Vince, I didn't know until it came out of my mouth that I was gonna do it. In fact, the night before I was sleeping and I told my wife, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> Whew. And I heard my daughter's voice as I'm talking to you say, forgive him, dad. So I had the strength to go through it. And I can tell you the response has been so overwhelmingly positive. I've gotten letters from people all over the world. Um, this one young lady, I remember she said her husband pushed her down the stairs when she was pregnant. And she said, even though I can't forgive him after I saw what you did, I'm considering forgiveness. So I, it's not, again, it's not lost on me that my daughter's life, her death and her afterlife, if you will, has served a purpose to remind us all the meaning of her name, Love Life. So Donald, with her on your shoulder and hearing her voice in your ear, what has the Love Life Foundation been able to do? First, let's let, let people know lovelifefoundation.org is a place to go. That's the website. It gives you a lot of information about mission, how you can get involved, how you can donate, and we'll get back to that as well. But as you have taken these initial steps, and I can't imagine how heavy those first steps were, uh, what do you feel like has been accomplished? How, what are the positive things that you can bring to the table about how you've been able to mobilize the community and have some, some good news to spread given the challenges that the Oakland community has with, with violence, particularly with uh, at-risk youth? Another great question, thank you. And that's where I always, I've been in, worked in media for over 40 years and I have a lot of friends and supporters and I wanna shout out Pam Moore from KRON who's been a big supporter of ours, uh, people like that. And I always say, you know, 98% of the young people I've encountered in these 20, going on 26 years are positive people, but we don't give them enough attention as the media tends to focus on the 2% that are doing all the wrong things. And the majority of our young people, you know, are positive and, and, and wanna contribute to society. And those are the ones we focus on. So I'm just amazed. And until last year, we never had a budget of six figures. Our annual budget, was around thirty-five to fifty thousand dollars, and most of that money went to direct services to the youth. Because again, we pay all our youth. We we try to encourage their good behavior, who participate in our after-school program or our summer college ready, readiness program. So I look at all the kids that we've helped, and we our gala that we do every year during Love Life. We uh, a big preponderance of what we raise goes toward college scholarships to see these young people go to college, and we've been able to help them because a lot of the youth we serve, not all, but a lot come from, you know, families that live at or below the poverty line. So to see these kids going to college and have careers and have families and have kids, and it's like, it, it's, it just gives me overwhelming joy to know, you know, I've seen so many parents like me, unfortunately, who have lost their kids and it just destroys them. And I didn't want to be that person. I wanted to create some good. And I can honestly say that what my, grandmother told me was prophetic because so much good. I mean, and when I drive into Oakland and I see love life on that sign, I'm just amazed at this little small 
uh, budget organization has made such a tremendous impact. And earlier this year, I had the great fortune to go to Ghana and work with some some like 400 youngsters uh, and, and they're all chanting, love life, don't take life, which is our motto. And I, I'm, I'm just amazed at the journey that I've been on in 26 years and the thousands. And I tell people this, I, I actually learn as much, if not more, than I teach. Because I, I, I tend to say that young people, especially this generation, they're so bright and so positive and they have to face such challenges that I, as a youngster growing up in Oakland, never had to deal with. I tell them they're amazed. I say, we used to go to parties and we didn't even know the people. We drive by, we'd see cars, we'd hear the music, we'd knock on the door, they let us in. No one ever got killed. So I appreciate what they, the obstacles that they face and most of them overcome. So I, I'm just amazed at the young people. And again, I have to say it's my daughter's prodigious loving spirit that has facilitated all of this. Donald E. Lacey Jr. is our guest. He is the one that helped put together the Love Life Foundation. And uh, Donald, you touched on the on the annual event, the Black Tie event, which comes up in October. Uh, no coincidence that it's on October 21st. But before we get to that, for, for, for those that are listening, either parents of at-risk youth or those that, that know people and that are in these difficult, sometimes dire circumstances, how do they connect with you and your foundation? Where do they go, whether it's simply online or is there a physical place they go to and you talk about some of those services what is out there for those that are that are asking for for some answers to some real difficult questions great uh they can go on our website lovelifefoundation.org or they can call <laughs> and our number is easy to remember 510-O-N-E-L-O-V-E 510-1-LOVE we return all phone calls um, and, you know, we have an after-school program that we do annually. We have a summer program. And the A's every year does Love Life Day with the A's. We did it the opening weekend this year. We had, like, 40 people out there. And, again, a lot of the youngsters we uh, reach and touch, not all, have been touched by violence in some shape or form. They've either lost a family member. One of the young men who's been with us for 10 years lost his father at the age of five, I believe. And, you know, just connect with us. And we have a strong academic uh, component to our program. Um, I was, my parents were very strict. Some of the most uh, strongest uh, <laughs> discipline I receive is when I brought home bad grades. So we stress the importance of education. We train young people in media to put out positive messages and, um, it, it, and this year, we've had the great pleasure, and I want to shout out FHL Bank in San Francisco and Patel Co. Credit Union. We've taught a seven-week program on financial literacy, which is not many schools teach. You know, we teach these young people how to make money work for you. And these are high school students. So if, if, if you have a, a young person, and I'm going to say to any parent that hear this, what I do and what I've always done since I've, I, I'm like a surrogate father to a lot of these young men, particularly because most of them come from single parent homes is I listen, I listen. I don't, you know, mandate necessarily. I give them advice if they want it, but I listen and they feel like that they can trust me enough to know that I hear what their concerns are and what some of their challenges are. So I would say to any parent, just listen, give your child the opportunity because they want to be loved. They want to be cherished. They want to be supported because again, they're facing 
stuff that we never had to face. So I just say, be a, if I could give any parent that's listening to this, be a good listener. And your child will, for the most part, give you what you need to give them to help them achieve and, and stay safe. Donald, you were kind of thrust into this, right? 20, 25 plus years ago, and you have gone in feet first to try to improve the life of, of our community. And you've talked about some of the challenges that some people have. Can, can you share some stories of, and I'm sure they're the same kind of stories you, you share with those that you come in contact with today. Look, here's something that happened with this person, and this is where they are today, as a story of success, somebody that was able to find their way through, you know, keep focused. Can you share a few of those stories with us? One young man jumps out of particular, and I call him son, and he calls me dad, and his name is Ricky Marshall, Oakland kid. I'm so proud of that young man, and I remember we were doing, we, you know, we do a lot of town hall meetings and we always have youth and adults on the panel. And he, I'll never forget, and he had been with me about a year. He was 14, I want to say at the time. And he said, I've lost so many friends in the neighborhood he grew, grew up. And I asked him, well, how many? And he paused and he said, I can't count. There's been so many of my peers that have been murdered this year, that year, and I was like 98, I believe. And to see this kid come from that, to go on to San Jose State University, graduate with honors, and now he's got a great job uh, living in Los Angeles. I think he works in the tech industry. Uh, and he's got a beautiful wife, two beautiful kids. Uh, and and we talk all, in fact, we're gonna, he's gonna be at our gala, we honor people who have gone on to do great things and he's gonna be one of our honorees and I better call him and tell him before this airs because I haven't told him yet. And he's a big A's fan, by the way. So he might be listening, but I just love that kid so much, man. And uh, and there's been so many like this, Angela Davenport, whose mom died at an early age and she uh, was a Skyline High student and now she's married and doing great work with her kids and her husband and she's heavily involved in her church community and just man I, I, I just gush and you know and, and, and I've met some kids unfortunately who didn't make it you know but I can honestly say there's so many great success stories and I just and when I go to bed at night Vince I just I just really wonder and, and, and I'm grateful to say wow you know I remember when I first started this work I was telling uh, one of my mentors, uh, Dr. Arnold Perkins, he was like, you know what? You can't save it, but if you could save one, you've done your job. And I can honestly say I've contributed to so many success stories. I'm just overwhelmed um, by the young people that have blessed me with their lives. I, I just feel really, really blessed. So the night of celebration is October 21st. It's not too early to think about it, even though it's after the baseball season, the annual Oakland's finest black tie gala and toy drive. Give us the details. How do people find out more about it? Absolutely, and thank you. We do it every year at the Marriott um, Hotel. And again, a, a good portion of the proceeds, we uh, fund college scholarships. And we raised, we gave out over 30,000 for students who are attending uh, college this fall to primarily just two great kids who are the seniors. Who's ever the seniors, they're our first crack at who gets scholarships. And they're both great kids with one has a 4.2 
GPA. The other one is like 3.7. Um, they've both been accepted in colleges. So we raise money to send more kids off to college and to have more success stories. And it's October 21st at the Marriott Hotel. There'll be entertainment. Uh, there'll be great food. It'll be great fun. We'll have all the kids who complete our summer college prep program. And last year, I want to shout out Block Inc. Uh, usually we give the youngsters $500 for participating in the six-week, seven-week program. But last year, we were able to raise enough money. We gave each of the kids $1,000 and Block Inc. provided MacBook Pros. And these kids were so happy. And I have this great picture. They're just, yeah. So, man, it's just a great event. And folks can go on our website, lovelifefoundation.org, for more information. And we're always looking for sponsors. And I got to say, last year, we gave a Lifetime Achievement Award to Dave Stewart. And the year before that, we gave a Lifetime Achievement Award. And Ricky couldn't be there to Ricky Henderson, but Dietra Page accepted on his behalf. And uh, we haven't announced all of the honorees yet, but uh, there's going to be some people there that, that folks in the community know, and it's just a, it's a great night of community. So, Donald E., as we, as we conclude our conversation about uh, Love Life Foundation, you are somebody that, no question, you've got your finger on the pulse of what's happening in our community. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you've been in, you've been participating, you've been active, and try to make it a, a better place for everybody. What are your thoughts as we sit here in 2023 from the awful day that was the genesis of Love Life Foundation back to 1997 and where we are today and, and how you feel about how organizations like Love Life Foundation have been able to, to try to push positive words and positive opportunities forward. Where are we right now from, from your from your seat? Well, first of all, again, Vince, it's been an honor to be on the show with you. I, I feel through our conversation, your humanity and your compassion, God bless you. I, in the words of the late great Bishop Desmond Tutu, he said a quote years ago at the heart of apartheid that I've always held on even before this uh, horrible night of October 20th. I am a prisoner of hope. And when I'm around these young people every week that I see them, and then even when I'm not in program with them and they call me and I talk to them, I'm so encouraged. I wanna really leave folks to hear this on a note that the young people are the solution and not the problem. And I'm telling you, these young people are so bright and so vibrant and so amazing. That's what keeps me hopeful. The future, I, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes wrong, sure. And I, I would be irresponsible for not acknowledging those things. But I still say that the beauty, the love that I feel from these young people and their families, man, I am just encouraged for the future. And, and I, I tend to look at the glass as being half full because these young people are just so amazing. There's nothing in the world they can't do. So I want folks to be encouraged. And as my grandmother, I've quoted several times, used to always say, keep looking up, you gonna make it. And uh, I really feel that we as a community, despite all the things the ills are going on, can, if we pull together, and it's a, it's a human crisis. It's not a racial or economic crisis. Love life is for all life. We have to learn to love each other. And there's really only one race. Race is a man-made construct, if I can say that. There's only one race, the human race. And let's just celebrate each other's humanity and make Oakland the Oakland of love that I grew up in. Powerful words. 
Donald E. Lacey Jr., writer, director, comedian, radio talk show host. As we've heard today with the passion in his voice, uh, tremendous activist with Love Life Foundation, supportive and empowering environments, rad risk youth and modernizing or mobilizing our community to support some change. Uh, I can't thank you enough, Donald. It was, uh, it, was, uh, it was a great road to, to travel and I appreciate you taking me on. I wish you all the best and uh, thanks for being a part of our community spotlight. It's been my honor. Thank you so much, Vince. God bless. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.